Welcome to the Talk the Talk Club podcast where I talk about anything and everything. And today's episode is part two of The Narcissist. And I know what you're probably thinking. Why am I making a part two? Trust me, if I could fit all that ego into one episode, I would have. But I only have so much room on my hard drive. Plus, the narcissists were on full defense mode and ready for war. But in the great words of Lipstick Alley, do not come for me unless I sin for you. So with that being said, here's part two of the narcissist. Number one, interpersonal explosive behavior. Narcissists see other people as tools. Their lack of awareness is paralleled by their lack of awareness that others exist as individuals with feelings, needs, and desires. Whatever they ask for is in their own selfish entrance, and they suffer from no guilt for expecting others to sacrifice for them. Have you ever watched one of those scary movies where one person convinced the other person to go in the spooky house knowing damn well the killer's probably in that spooky house. Not only that, the other person's in the car, seatbelt on, looking around, hoping that the killer's in the house and not out there with them. That, my friends, is a narcissist. I wouldn't be surprised if they helped the killer find you just so they can escape by themselves. Now that I think about it, maybe that's why Freddy kept sending Shaggy and Scooby headfirst into danger. He didn't care what was behind that door as long as he didn't have to open it first. Freddy is such a narcissist, he was even sending Scrappy-Doo with them. Like, Scrappy-Doo is a child. Freddy, you wrong for that. If Freddy was on a sinking ship and they were saying women and children first, I guarantee you he'd be knocking over women, children, squirrels, dogs, hamsters, whatever it takes to get to that life raft first. But that's enough Scooby-Doo talk for right now. Number two, envy others or belief that others envy them. Narcissists consistently compare themselves to others, wishing themselves the same success others experience. And the false belief that everyone is envious of them help keeps their ego intact. Have you ever met one of those people who are always talking about their haters and how they're the reasons why they can't reach a level of success? even though they do bare minimum to zero effort into anything they do, as if somebody would be hating on a person who sits on a couch all day, eating hot fries, watching reruns of Jerry Springer, jerking it every hour on the hour. But that's how narcissists think. Instead of realizing their own faults, they shift blame in order to feel good about themselves. A narcissist will blame you for them being unemployed. Why, you say? Because you won't hire them to sit around and sleep all day. It's your fault for not having a full-time position for nappers. Do better, Walmart. Do better. Number three, demonstration of arrogant and haughty behavior or attitude. Arrogance and conceitedness are traits that are often noticed first in a narcissist. They demand and expect people to bend to their will. If you ever stood in the 21 items or less lane, I guarantee you a narcissist was counting the items in your cart. And they're watching you like a hawk to see if you grab those Reese's pieces. And the moment you reach out for them Reese's pieces, 
you'll probably hear something like, how dare you? Who do you think you are with 22 items in the 21 items or less lane? And you'll be thinking to yourself, it's not that serious. But to a narcissist, it's life or death. And you have to decide, are you willing to die over some Reese's? Me, I'll do anything for a Klondike bar, but not for no Reese's. Number four, master manipulators. Narcissists use gaslighting, which is a method of manipulation that causes you to question your own thoughts and your own sanity. Gaslighting is extremely dangerous and a form of emotional manipulation and abuse. I'll give you a scenario. Say you catch your partner cheating right in front of you. As soon as you call them out on it, they'll probably start throwing random accusations about you cheating and you'll be too busy defending yourself. You'll start questioning if you did something wrong. Next thing you know it, you're feeling sad, confused and lost. Basically like Joe Biden. That's how gaslighting works. The manipulation is so strong that you'll start feeling like a 79 year old white man. I call it the Biden effect. And I know what some of you are thinking and no gaslighting doesn't lead you to become a Democrat. Moving on. Number five, blame others. If a narcissist doesn't get their way or make a mistake, they will blame someone else. They are willing to throw others under the bus to make themselves feel better. If they were bad in bed, they will probably blame you for their penis being small. And I know you're probably in the mirror looking down, looking up, thinking to yourself, maybe I'm a narcissist. But I reassure you that there's no evidence linking small penises to narcissism. You can rest easy. A narcissist could hook up with a stranger, catch a transmitted disease and blame you for not having sex with him. And the crazy thing about that is he's your brother. And I know that's a little extreme, but that's how narcissists are. They will blame you for anything, even if it doesn't make sense. The goal will always be to shift blame to protect their ego at any cost. And if you made it through this episode without losing your mind, please share it with somebody in hopes they don't lose theirs. I want to say thank you for listening. Once again, it's the Talk to Talk Club podcast. Subscribe, like, and I'll see you next time.